Guten Nacht! And welcome to the Weekly Recap. We're here tonight with friend of the pod, friend off the pod, our good, our good buddy, good pal, good guy, good hair, Aww. Trevor. Chucks. Hello. Follow him on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? It is Trevor J. Scotty. Scotty with an I, correct? With an I, yes. Yes, Trevor J. Scotty with an I. I don't know if we've ever um, plugged your Instagram on this before. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so welcome back for another week. Thank you, thank you. Trevor, always. we're always happy to have you on. You're essentially an, an, a, like a, a recurring co-host at yes, this point. Yes, I would agree I would with say. that. Uh, Jake is being a little bitch and uh, couldn't make it on tonight because he has what? so much else going on. At- yeah, he said he said he had prior obligations. I'm not sure what could be so important that we had to reschedule from last night to tonight. He's probably watching some some sort of sport, if I had to guess. But anyway, so yeah, we're uh, we're back for another week. We're all still in like quasi lockdown trevor's calling in from georgia is everyone wearing masks there is anyone wearing masks we are but unfortunately is the governor of georgia a couple weeks ago made it so that local cities and counties it is illegal for them to enforce people to wear masks yeah they're not allowed to force people to wear masks so like airports were pretty dumb makes a lot of sense the Atlanta airport was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, isn't the Atlanta airport like always ridiculous though? But yeah, was it was just mean, like a new level. It's huge, of... <laughs> but it was just like Yeah, it was What just... what percent of people at the Atlanta airport were wearing masks if you had to give me a number? Probably half, but not all of them were being worn correctly. Sure. Sure. Yeah, my favorite I I just I hate when I see people like not have it on their nose or like oh that's the worst i'm like guys it's it's really not that hard and it's not it's not like it's it doesn't restrict your breathing that much it's not a huge deal for and for I as long you. as you'll be outside or like in a public place you'll be fine unless you have some sort of actual medical condition that's whatever you know yeah i just it's it's just it's getting it's getting weird out there guys it's getting pretty stupid and I don't see this going anywhere anytime soon. No, I think I think people are getting irritable is what it comes down to. Like people are just over it. And as much as we need to still be protecting each other, people just don't give a shit. They're just yeah. done. Yeah. It, it's like I keep seeing this sentiment like online. It's like just because you're bored doesn't mean the pandemic's over. Like right. you, it's just like, you don't, you don't decide when this is over. Like this could have been over four months ago if everyone like buckled down and did shit, but no, we're yeah, in this think, situation for people. <laughs> that's the unfortunate people like part. That. People I think so, are on the fence about wearing masks are now so bored. They're like, yeah, I'll give it a try. I'll wear a mask. I'll stay at home. I'll be really, uh, forward about hand sanitizer and precautions, but after three months, four months, and it's only gotten worse. People, I think the people that were on the fence, they're now like, "Fuck this." 
We, yeah, I tried. Like, I tried. I don't yeah, we tried. Matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like I feel like in some ways it's kind of like people voting. They're like, my vote, my voice doesn't count. Like you know, so what's the point in voting? Yeah, but it's I like I don't know if if enough people like jump off the fence in in one direction, it actually makes a big difference. So yeah, we love one direction. Yes, <laughs> you know I do. You know I do. Alex is a um, One Direction stan. I am a stan. I am a stan from way back. I have seen them in concert three times. Uh, three three great concerts. I enjoyed my time. So, all right, Trevor, I have a, I have a question for you. It's, it is coronavirus-related. Uh, so I, I keep hearing from a lot of people, like, at places I've been to, like, picking up food, how frustrating it is that they keep changing, like, all of the restrictions. So yeah. are you... And I'm sure you have too. Are you uh, happy that Dancing Gnome decided to keep with this, like to go only during all of this? Um, or would you have preferred some sort of? I, it's like there's not a lot of space. Like you guys probably wouldn't have had, been able to have that many people in the tap room as it is. So it might not have even been worth it. Yeah. But would you say that it was a, a good thing to keep such like a limited? Um, like hours of operation and everything. I think overall, I'm happy with it for multiple reasons. Our occupancy is just super low. Um, so at 25% indoor occupancy, but staffing two to three bartenders leaves us with like six to eight guests at a time. And I, I feel like people at the end of the day, it'd be a lot more disappointing to come down thinking you're going to sit down and have a beer and get there and realize there's like a three hour wait yeah, yeah. Versus just coming down to pick up your cans that you bought at your leisure, coming down when you have time, and just being able to get the beer. Um, I also think it's just like on from like our perspective, just sticking with what we've been doing, and just trying to focus on doing that well. Because Pennsylvania has been changing the rules like every week, every other week. So yeah. we've just been trying to make sure we're going to do what we said we we're going to do as well as we can. Um. I know a lot of places are opening back up and they have more space than us or outdoor space. And I think a lot of the places that I've been to have done a really, really good job. Like uh, roundabouts pop up is always really well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, stopped by Hitchhiker a few times. I actually went to Hitchhiker with Nick and Sarah a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that but, was uh, that was a very interesting experience for Hitchhiker because that place is usually packed. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I think places are doing it well. The one really interesting thing that I keep seeing, um, and I did a lot this weekend is that like, there's people like everyone now it like put tables outside and like has tents and stuff. But like even down, um, we went to bridges and bourbon to pick up, uh, some Picklesburg food this <laughs> past weekend. And they have like an entire section of the street, like blocked off. And there's probably like, eight to 10 outdoor tables there. Yeah. Um, and it seems like their capacity is pretty, pretty big. So I, I think it's, uh, I think people have adapted very well to this, which is pretty surprising, but also like when your bottom line is, uh, is at risk, you'll do anything <laughs> to get sure. people in. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. I, it seems like, at least with the outdoor stuff, it, it, I feel a little bit like better about being at a place if it is outdoors and you can kind of stay a little bit farther away. 
Yeah, um, and you don't have to worry about like air circulation. I know, like one of the lesser talked about stipulations for restaurants opening is the amount that your indoor air has to overturn per hour per half hour. But being outside just alleviates that. You've got just constant recirculation of air in the area. Right, right. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, obviously, this is going to be short-lived because you can't have people outside during the fall. But um, was there any talk of potentially... I don't know what the lot behind Dancing Gnome is actually used for, but has there been any discussion or was there any discussion of, like, putting tables out there? There had to have been, right? Yeah, so from the beginning, we, I mean, even last summer, we had talked about trying to do, like, something outdoors, but with other expansion plans in the works and a lot of other stuff going on, that kind of always got pushed aside, and then once COVID hit, the weather started to turn. Uh, It was something we looked at again. I think if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll probably be hearing something about that maybe this week, if not next week. Um, for the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at a, like a pop-up of sorts, either on site or doing it somewhere else, like roundabout where we could accommodate a larger group. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. We've been working on that. So hopefully there'll be more concrete news in the next week or two. We got, we got an exclusive. <laughs> Nick, we got an exclusive. We did. This is what happens. We did. People like this that's enough exciting. to give us exclusives. Well, thanks for sharing that, Trev. That's exciting. Um, yeah, happy to it, hear that for you guys. It's coming together really well. It's a really cool build out so far, so it, it should be nice. Um, I'm not sure what the final capacity is going to be, but it'll be worth bringing people out to. So. Awesome. I cannot wait. I truly cannot wait. I <laughs> You just reignite. Like I, haven't, I don't have like anything to look forward to right now. So just you saying that is going to be, uh, is going to, to get me through these next few weeks. I can already tell. So that's great. Yeah. That's uh, really great to hear. We, uh, we love when you guys succeed and we, uh, hope you do for many, many years to come. Well, that but, would um, be certainly lovely. So, so you, how long have you been in Georgia? Like this whole week or this week coming up? Is no, like I just got down here yesterday. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit craft places? Are there any craft places around there? Or did you have to bring your um, own stuff because it's like an island? I brought a ton of stuff, but I am contemplating shooting up to Savannah maybe Wednesday or Thursday. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how they're kind of handling everything. But there's a yeah. brewery there that I'd really like to check out, and I know they're doing at least stuff to go. Which is cool because that means like cans to go, <clears throat> but in Savannah you can drink in the streets. So, oh my gosh, as long as it's in plastic and not yeah. see through, I could grab whatever and a plastic cup and drink. Um, they also do beer slushies, so I want to try some of those. Okay. So I might try to shoot up there, but I, I don't have any concrete plans yet. I brought them a couple four packs if I do end up going. Um, I've been following them for a while. They're called Two Tides. They do a lot of really cool-looking stuff. Be interested to try them out. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, you went to SCAD, right? Yes, I did. Okay, that's right. I figured. So, cool. That's and great. I haven't, sorry, I don't know if I cut out again. I turned my head to uh, pick up the laptop. Um, I did go to SCAD. I haven't been back down to Savannah since 2015, which was the year after I graduated, so it'd be cool to just be back in general. Okay, cool. Do you, have, you still have friends down there? 
Not as many as They're I used to. There. I think I know one or two people there still. Okay. So is this is this a, a family vacation? Like is like your whole family done? Yeah, my mom's one of five. So usually every two years, my immediate family and then my fifteen cousins, aunts, uncles all come down here to see my grandparents. Um, this year, not everybody came for various reasons, and we're kind of like in the same area, but it's not as. Uh, um. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you uh, were able to take some time off from uh, all this craziness and hopefully get some, hopefully relax a little bit. So is it like, there's like beaches, I'm assuming? Yeah, we're pretty close to the beach, which is nice. We can just walk down there. It's not like a crazy beach. There's not like huge waves or like a ton of beach property, like, like it's huge, long beach, but it's nice. There's not a ton of people there. Let's talk, okay, on, Okay. now on the topic of beach, beaches, let's talk beach beers. Sure. What are we drinking on the beach? Ooh, now this I is want, a like, conversation you can I do can a, get behind. Sure, I mean, we can do styles, or you can pick, like, specific beers. I know we, we've done this before with, you know, like, Desert Island beers, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, let's talk beach. I don't know, we yeah. haven't, because we don't really do the beach all that often, Nick, Nick and I. No, um, 100%. Do not. But I was at one last last year, and I, you know, I had some stuff that I took. So, you know, I, I have some thoughts. So, uh, who, whoever wants to start, Nick, you want to go first? You've been a little bit quiet this episode, which is fascinating. Yeah, no, I um, had a little bit of a long day today, and so I'm just kind of vibing. But sure. Happy to take the reins. Yeah, no, I, uh, so... Beach beers are a specific type, right? You don't want something too, too heavy, but, you know, stout, it's always season, right? Um. Always. I mean, (laughs) we know this to be true. (laughs) Who doesn't love a beach stout, you know? (laughs) No, 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 no. Honestly, okay, so one one of the ones that I've had recently and could be an easy shoe in for my number one would be the uh tropical punch through through my lens from high tower out okay. in ohio sure super light is super that a sour crushable. yeah or it, is that a- it's a it's a series that they do and it is generally sours right so they do some like uh key lime pie or like peach cobbler or, like that kind of stuff but mostly it is fruited sours. So they did like a what they called firecracker for Fourth of July, and it was basically like uh, supposed to be like a bomb pop. Ah, uh, yes, right, yes. And so the last time we were out there was end of June, and they had tropical punch, and tropical punch was phenomenal, super light, super easy to drink, lots of fruit. Right. Was it tart or was it more sweet? I, I it it was definitely on the sweet side, but it still had that tart kick to it, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't it That's wasn't good. completely sweet, it wasn't completely tart. It was somewhere blended in between, and I feel like that would be like a perfect sit on the beach, enjoy it for what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a sour, you might as well do it on the beach. It just seems like a a nice uh beach beach beer. 
But yeah, um, yeah no, I agree. I would uh, I would crush a bunch of uh, sea quenches from uh, Dogfish Head on the beach. Yeah, it's a good beer. Uh, Trevor, any thoughts? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I today I had a couple wishbones, which was great. Um, but tomorrow I think I'm going to go a little lighter still. I've got a couple cans of Pilsner from Hill Farmstead that I'm looking forward to. Um, some rub it in. Drink, just drink rub it in. Stuff. I know. I'm super pumped for it. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to apologize. <laughs> I just flexed. Actually, you know what? <laughs> uh, let, let me flex real quick because a uh, friend of mine is up in upstate New York, and they're bringing back some Oxbow for me. Oh, damn. I don't flex. know what it is. All I know is they found Oxbow, and they're going to bring Anything it Anything will be great. So, um, <clears throat> Bottles of their mixed farm stuff, phenomenal. They do a lot of cans of like lighter hoppy beers and Pilsners and Saisons. Always great. But yeah, Oxbow. If I could get Oxbow all the time. If I lived in Portland, I'd probably only buy Oxbow, which is saying a lot because there's a ton of amazing beer up there. Yeah, I'd be completely content just going to Oxbow and getting a mixed case and some bottles once every other week and just putting it in the fridge and working my way through it. Never get bored and never be disappointed. I feel like it's a lot, a lot. It's a glowing review. I've never even heard of this <laughs> place, but I will be looking them up after this podcast. I know that Trevor has talked about them before and that's why I was like my buddy. So he went to a like beer and food pairing dinner this evening <laughs> And he sent me a picture of the beers that they had for the pairing, and it was um, Founders KBS. Mm-hmm. It was an Oxbow Pilsner, and there was one other one, and I didn't catch the name of it, but he was like, yeah, the, the Oxbow was phenomenal. Obviously, the KBS was like his favorite because he's he's more of a stout guy. And I was like, Oxbow is one of those like high-tier craft beers. So if you find anything, please bring me some. And mm-hmm. so his wife texted me later and goes, you need to, you need to bring your dog over so that you can collect <laughs> these beers. Because if you come over without the dog, you're not getting these beers. <laughs> yep. That is, yep. Absolutely. And Love so that's funny. But then I was like, Oh, awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll bring the dog. And she was like, sorry, I'm super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> super Haven't awesome. we all been there? But she's not kidding. She she drunk thoughts are uh, or drunk words are sober thoughts. Yes. So. Anyway, e- either way, I have some oxbow coming. I have no idea what it is because neither of them said exactly what they bought. But well, it's coming. Honestly, if if we're on the if we're on the topic of flexing, I am getting some beer from Morgantown, West Virginia, this weekend. Ooh. So just just suck on that, why don't you? <laughs> Short story? <laughs> what? Any short story? There a brewery down there? No. Um, I forget what this one is called. I think it might just be called Morgantown Brewing Company. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, we'll see. I think I got, like, some... They have this series called... Uh, or it's, it's like, Listen To, and then it's, like, an artist. And I think it's, like, a sour series that they do. And I got Listen To Celine Dion. <laughs> which was so funny. I was like, yes, just give me that. I don't even care what it tastes like. I will be drinking it. So we'll see. That's oh, you definitely um, need to give me a can of that because Sarah loves Celine Dion. Uh, she's an icon and a star. True. Um, but yeah, so you got your Pilsners from Hill Farmstead. Subtle, mm-hmm, subtle flex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about those. Um, I brought a couple Robin Hoods. 
probably crack those at some point. <sighs> Honestly, had some truly lemonades today. Everyone is loving those. I, I think they're better than the normal Trulies, but I don't like I, Truly because of the artificial sweeteners in it. Uh, you can definitely taste that. It, yeah. it kind of tastes like you took like a Sprite and added like Country Time lemonade mix powder, mm-hmm. yeah. and then just like <laughs> yeah. just dumped in five percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah, and then like uh, half a cup of Splenda. Um, yeah, like I- I'll drink them. Everyone is like obsessed with those specifically. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't get behind truly, but if someone handed me one, I would drink it. Big white claw, big white claw guy. Huge, yeah, so huge Earl Gay, huge gray, huge Earl Gray guy. <laughs> guy. Um, no, so what I was gonna say, uh, funny enough, is uh, so I went to the beach last year. I like almost never go, but a couple, me and a couple friends went to Jersey to take my other friend yeah, I to. This. Yes. So, um, we went, and I got a four pack of squish from Cinderlands, which is always delicious. I had some of that this weekend. Amazing, incredible, love it. It's probably one. Of, it's probably my favorite beer from them. And then I got what did I get? Smirnoff uh, sparkling. Sparkling water, and then I got, oh, uh, Wild Basin, which I have talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. It's so good. If you still haven't tried it, go out and get a 12-pack. It's like 18 bucks or something, which is pretty standard for hard hard waters. Um, but the, the Smirnoff ones were not great, so I would not get those. But I, I am interested in trying the, like, red, white, and blue ones that are, like, the, I, I'm assuming they're supposed to taste like a... A red, white, and blue popsicle. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested to try those. I know a couple people that have had them, but I haven't had them myself. So it just seems like it, like seltzers are just so easy to down, and like I don't want anything super yeah, heavy. I think we I can think all agree that it's not like a you know you're not drinking function. doubles on the beach. Yeah, I did that the last time I went to the beach must have been three or four years ago, and I like was super pumped. Drove down from Richmond, saved a bunch of beer. I had like a half case worth of mixed other half double IPAs and like, <laughs> like their oat cream IPAs and then like a bunch of stuff from the veil. And that is, uh, just that sounds like heavy a to drink in the recipe for, a disa- like, recipe for disaster. Yeah. It was just too much. And <laughs> you like, just get but, so dehydrated. Like you're already sweating. You're like not drinking enough water and then you start drinking alcohol and you're like not drinking water still. It just, it's too much. You really gotta, unless you're really good at pacing yourself and hydrating. I, I don't think doubles are the play. I just don't enjoy them as much either. They warm up so quick and they're yeah, just yeah. they're just heavy. Like I I don't know. I I love a good soup, but I probably am not gonna eat any soup while I'm here either. Sure. Yeah. Right. You, chili, no one's eating chili's an even better example. I love chili. Oh me I too. Won't, I I won't eat chili until football starts though. Oh uh, see I can eat chili any time of year because honestly if it's made right, you don't need anything else, and it can be a full meal. Like, sure, yeah. A lot of people use it as like an addition to something else. Nope. Especially when no, I lived in Ohio, it is the meal like it's the damn meal. No, no, no. I, like I lived in Ohio, Ohio for it's like a condiment. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so <laughs> weird because it's like, like Skyline, side. like Skyline is known for their chili pasta, and I think that's mm-hmm. gross. Honestly, like. 
I can't fathom putting chili on top of like angel hair. Like that's disgusting so, to me. Because it's got like some aspect of red sauce and then some aspect of meat. I I get it. I don't know. I I don't really have that much of an issue with that. Watery, then. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, but all they do is just load it up with extra cheese, and then it just becomes like lasagna or like baked ziti <laughs> or like like a baked what? pasta yeah. dish. What what kind baked. of cheese are they using? Like what? I don't understand what cheese is going to go with chili and also pasta. It's American, I'm sure, because oh, because it's Skyline like is cheddar. But like, I'm sorry, like I've tried it and I don't like it. Like Skyline is, and, and I'm sure all of our Ohio listeners are going to be like, nope, we're not listening to this podcast anymore. But no, <laughs> no one from, from Ohio. If anyone from Ohio listens to this podcast, don't stop listening. We don't need your. <laughs> we don't need the listens. No, no, no. I, I, I don't mean that negatively. I just, I just mean that Skyline Chili is gross. You can. We're allowed to say things are overrated. This is our podcast that we run. Okay. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Completely. We are liable for any of the blowback, but we're allowed to say whatever we want. Exactly. Yeah. No. I. I will be completely. Uh, peaceable with any direct messages that come from this. But I will say that I think skyline is the worst. And I think that they're, is it? Okay. You keep, is I don't know what this is. Is this a, is this a, is this a brewery or is it a, is it a, a, a no, it's, a, it, it's like, it's like a chain fast food place. Okay. okay. And, and all it is, is spaghetti, chili and cheese. And they overload it with cheese, but they don't melt the cheese. They just like let the cheese melt by the chili, and it's fucking gross. That that sounds um, horrendous and like the the worst dish in the entire world. <laughs> right, but let me let me explain though. So if if I get a bowl of chili somewhere and you put like sour cream and a little bit of cheese on it, cool. I'm all right with that because I understand that that's how chili is served, but. It's literally like a basket of pasta covered in chili that's super watery and gross. And then they throw whatever shredded cheese on top of it and they I let gotta, it melt. And it's I really got to I got to go. I got to no. go get some some chili. No, I like I have to know. Oh. I have to know. I I mean try it. Yeah, absolutely try it because apparently Ohioans are like high on this shit. Right, they're like it's well, their cocaine. Well, okay, I okay. Think okay. The Browns are going to be good every year. <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to be good every year. Okay, so and the listen, Blue Jackets. All right, so I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here. Okay? Oh, oh, devil's advocate, hear Alex. Hear me out. Let's go. So, so okay, you 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 want to criticize Ohio, Ohio, Ohioans, Ohioans? Yes, that's for the word. for liking their watery ass chili. But you will stand there and you will accept people in Pittsburgh. Liking ham barbecue, which is literally chipped ham soaked in barbecue sauce. Literally the <laughs> nastiest combination I could ever think of. Listen, I, I understand that you don't like the watery chili at this fast food place. But if I'm being who real in the honest, fuck, who, what psychopath Alex. is like, you know what this chipped ham needs? Barbecue sauce. And let's heat it up. <laughs> Alex, if I'm being real honest, I it's didn't really like ham barbecue until I was in my late twenties. So I will never, I will never, I don't like the texture of chipped ham first off and barbecue sauce is really hit or miss with me. 
So that's disgusting. It's so gross. No, no, no I, did I, get it, I get it. Once. I get it. I once get did a Twitter disdain. poll and asked people if they liked ham barbecue. More yeses than noes. I almost deleted my account. <laughs> I love it. I'm All right. Big so, but, but I grew up eating it. Right. Ugh. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I we never really got into that because mom would always make sloppy joes. Right. Like sloppy joes I, are basically sloppy the same joes are great. Thing. Sloppy joes. They're basically the same thing. It's just no, ground beef. No, it's ground they're, beef instead of ham. They are not. It's ground beef instead of ham. Thing. That's the only difference. But it's but it's the chipped ham. And it's the texture of the chipped ham with no. the barbecue sauce. No, no, no. Isley's I is can't. a Pittsburgh institution, and I will not speak ill will. I can't. I, I, I can't do it. I can't eat it. I can't eat it. Oh well, so so how how many places do you see across the U.S. putting fries on their sandwiches now after Permanis went national? Like okay, we okay. I didn't. I didn't bring up Peranis. This is simply my beef. I'm simply plus, having did beef. You know, McDonald's okay. stole the Big Mac from Eaton Park. Yes, we know. Super Burger was the original <laughs> Big Mac. Was it talk about this the other day? I, I feel like we did. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait. was like, I was talking about. <laughs> I was talking to my one friend about this the other day. It's fully us. Yes. Um, yes. The Super Burger is the original Big Mac. Is that true, or are you guys just fucking around? No, no, that's true. Anymore. <laughs> it's absolutely I true. I don't know what's the truth anymore. Um, <laughs> honestly, the Super Burger is ten times better than a Big Mac. I, fucking Super Burger. Oh, my God. If you go to Hello because Bistro... Honestly, okay, listen. Hello Bistro is mainly a salad place. They have some bomb-ass sandwiches that they don't have at Eden Park. Hello Bistro, I fuck hard with. I don't even know what Hello Bistro is. It's a salad place that is It's a spin-off of Eaton Park, Eaton yeah. Eaton Park. So they have the super burger, and then they also have these like other sandwiches that are very, very good. Well, look for those that don't know what the super burger is. Go, go look at a McDonald's menu and look at the Big Mac because it does. It's not going to turn out like that. But that picture is actually a picture of a super burger. That is like what you get. It's yes. like yes. what it's supp- yeah. what the Big Mac is supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. It's right. it's quality. I I do miss. I do miss. Uh, I do miss a super burger. What were you saying, Nick? Were you going to say something? I was going to switch gears, but I think yeah, that please. I think that we should actually stick with this topic. So, <laughs> the food or the beer? The food. But sure. I want to say what 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 beer are you pairing with the food, right? So let's say let's say super burger, obviously okay. to start. What's uh what's the beer that you want? Even though Eaton Park doesn't serve beer. And they're never going to. Um, Funny enough, uh, Hello Bistro, owned by Eden, the Eden Park Company, they used to sell beer. Fair enough. Which is I didn't shocking. know that. Yes, they did. The one in Oakland, I remember when I started school uh, in 2013, did have alcohol. But then at some point they stopped. So what beer are you washing a Super Burger down with? For me, I need it's like got to a- be... The equivalent of whatever just a classic Coke would be. And I think it's got to be Bell's Too Hearted. I, oh, oh, that's a good, that's a good. I would say that's, yeah, honestly, honestly, I don't think you could pick a better beer. Um, I don't know. I, I do. I feel like I want something like a little bit lighter, like Bell's, it's pretty hoppy. Like I don't want to over, I don't want to overpower the, the burger. That's fair. Because that's the star of the show. I get that, for sure. 
I mean, I, I would probably do like an Oberon if we want to stick with bells. Um, you know, it's a classic. It's it's light. Or uh, White Lightning from Full Pint R.I.P. Ooh, yeah, that's White Lightning would probably be the better call there. Plus, it's it's keeping it in the keeping it in the in the Pittsburgh sphere. Yeah, that would definitely make more sense for sure. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say maybe sense. like a um, since we're doing big local food. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch it. I'll say Headhunter. I'll change my mm, head on it. Okay. Oh, there all you right. go. That's all right, all right. that's a solid IPA to drink a a big ass burger with. I haven't had a I haven't had a Fathead's beer in it's got to be two right, years. It's been now. a minute. Uh, I've had one more recent than that, but not as recently as I should have. I just don't. I I mean, well, we haven't been going out, but I just I, it's not like what I reach for at like like craft beer places. Right. See, I was gonna say um, for my for my beer choice with the Super Burger, um, I was gonna go with Penn Pilsner. Oh yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. that's very just, good. That's good. a really good just choice. a just a refreshing, crisp, you know, wash it down type. Have a couple bites, have a swig of beer, you know, that kind of thing. And God, now I really fucking want a Super Burger and a Penn <laughs> Pilsner. God damn it, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Penn Pilsner is. One of the most underrated, been around forever beers out there. Like I feel like nobody talks about Penn Brewery in Pittsburgh. Everybody knows about them, and it's always in like the very back of your head. But nobody, yeah. nobody's out there like, oh yeah, that uh, you know the Robin Hood from Dancing Gnome was phenomenal. The uh, what's Four Points did a lager recently that was really good and i can't remember the name of it but i'm not familiar with their names yeah um maybe it wasn't recently maybe it was like six months ago or whatever but they do a really solid like lager or maybe uh, it might have been a brown ale or something you know something standard that not everybody wanted to buy and Penn Pilsner is right up there with one of the best beers in Pittsburgh as far as like just drink it all the time, you know, just have a case of it and throw down a bunch of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember being there like probably like a year and a half ago and it's the first time I'd ever been into Penn Brewery and I loved the food and I thought the beer was surprisingly good. I had like some IPA that they had like some like one off or something like that. And I, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but I was pleasantly surprised at how decent it was. Um, and they're just like, they're just like not a place. I feel like they're just like more established and they're not like, they're not doing like sexy beers that like, like they're good at making consistent stuff, but they're not wowing you with their like rotating series or anything like that. Right. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but for the people that enjoy it, like they get a solid, consistent pro- product constantly. And, and uh, some uh, apparently like their kitchen is really awesome. Um, I thought the food was great. It's was very uh, like German centric. Yes. Right. Yes, like, it is. like standard German fare, like schnitzel and um, sausage and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I've, I've never eaten there, but I've definitely had beers there and, like some of their stuff really is just great for the style and it's something that you can get that's authentic in Pittsburgh versus 
just the Americanized version of it, you know? And it's everywhere. Like, you can buy it at any beer distributor. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta re-explore them. I haven't had, I haven't had anything by them in a while. Um, and I'd be interested to see what they're doing now. That's all I have to say yeah, about I, that. I definitely feel like, I was talking to Kevin at work the other day, like, we really took advantage, we really took for granted last year all the places that, you know, we, we have a handful of places we'd all go to after work some nights. And then other places like Penn Brewery would be like, yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll do that later. And now mm-hmm. it's like, man, what I would do to just yep. be able to stroll up and hop in for a beer or two, or like even Hofbrauhaus, house, like I haven't oh, been yeah. there in forever, but I like, or like I said, fatheads, like I would really love to just go up to the bar, sit down and have a couple. I would give, I would give so many things to be able to do that at any place that served alcohol. So when PA, crazy Karen, I would go to crazy Karen's. <laughs> I feel like to you, that's a joke, but to me, that was like a, that's what we did a couple times a week. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's fun. I mean, since they yeah, got those like collapsing like doors, it looks really cool now. Yeah, they have. So that <laughs> makes it sound like they're falling apart. She put in these really beautiful windows that actually go the span of the whole front facing main street across from us and they're accordion style. So when the weather's nice, she opens it up and it basically blows the whole wall out. Um, some nights they'll have like live music on Fridays and put tables out on the sidewalk. It's, that, a, it's uh, a cool little yeah, spot. Yeah, I, uh, I need to, <laughs> I, I, no, no offense to Karen. Uh, Karen, keep doing you. I have to stop by at some point, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy how much we all took for granted. Yeah. But I'm happy that most of the places around here seem like they're they're doing well enough to keep us stocked with beer. So and stay that, afloat, really. Like yeah, that's something that kind of goes by the wayside when we talk about this stuff. Is the the local players are really staying afloat by your can purchases, by your to go purchases. Like at this point. <clears throat> I'm tipping pretty much 20% across the board everywhere I buy something. And it's regardless of takeout or sit down or whatever. And there's not a whole lot that you can do to support these guys more than that at this point, right? Like you can't just go in and sit down and hang out for three hours and have you know, a flight and, you know, a couple other beers or whatever, you know, whatever you're doing is not the same as it was a year ago or even six months ago at this point. Like it's really cool to see that people are adapting and, and going by the guidelines, right? Like, I think that's the most important part is that even though PA is doing this super ass backwards and they're, they're changing things so damn much, every week that people are having to flex to what a meal is like you have to, I, I, I never thought in a million years that we'd have to define what a meal is by the government. Right. We were talking about that the other day too. <laughs> like I was watching naked and afraid and there was a girl. Oh my God, was, Trevor. Do you know how much I love that show? It's a great have we show. Talked to, it's amazing. Talked about it. But this it's girl, the best show on television. She wasn't hunting or gathering 
because like in her everyday life, she took in the majority of her nutrients, she said, from synthesis. Yes, from from photosynthesis. Yes, from sunlight. I remember this. Yes. Why can't somebody just say that to the government right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that would be. Yeah, I don't know. So Nick and I have had or Nick and I were discussing this like probably a couple weeks ago now, but like I understand the frustration on like the restaurant side, but like. I don't know. I, I feel like at least our government is like taking it somewhat seriously, trying to keep people safe. So, you know, I don't know. It's it, like, this was never going to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to fit everyone's idea. Yeah. Like people Look, are going to be pissed. This isn't people New gonna, Zealand. This isn't New Zealand. <laughs> they, they have uh, restrictions against uh, AR 15s and they defeated this in like three weeks. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, the other thing is, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alex. Finish no, that's okay. No, that's really. I mean, that's really all I had. It's just like I, I, I am just happy that they're trying anything to keep people safe. Like, and just not like just throwing their hands up. Like, oh, I guess we can't do anything. You know, like that's my that's that's how I feel. Yeah one of the one of the things that I see as a problem is places trying to beat the system. And I know we talked about voodoo a lot last week, but they're in the news again. And I don't know if anybody saw the post today, but from here on out, they're going to do barrel aged Fridays, which is the first Friday of the month. They're going to do basically a BRC tap takeover at the compound every first Friday of the month. Okay. Okay. And I'm reading through the post because obviously I'm interested because I love a good stout and voodoo does it the best, right? Mm -hmm. And one of their stipulations is you still have to have a meal. And one of their meal options is a dollar box of cereal. And PA has come out and blatantly said that's not acceptable for a meal. And yet they're still going to, advertise this and post this online and, and spread this around saying, Hey, if you buy a box of cereal for a dollar, you can sit and drink as much as you want. So I I feel like they're playing with fire. I wonder if they're going to have to go back once schools reopen and, uh, reassess what they think that counts as a meal for the children now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I just, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, that it, it it really is just just playing along. You know, it's not it's not adhering to the rules, obviously, mm-hmm. because Pennsylvania has defined a meal as something that is at least a plate full of food, or whatever the specifics of it are. But you have to physically have something to eat that's not the size of a snack. You know, and that to me is like a slap in the face to this whole thing, right? Like they're, they're just, they're just really playing the game as much as they can. And it's really kind of obnoxious, but at the same time, I, I, I don't like that. That it's like there, there's 
there was a, a legitimate spike when they opened bars and restaurants back up, and they were, you know, they had to do something, and that's what they're doing, and, you know, I, I, I don't know why you have to be a dick about it. Like, there's so many other places that are adapting to this fine and not causing this, like, fuss. It's like, it, why are you special? Why do you get to, to like, flip, like, put a big fuck you up to the government? Like, it doesn't make... It's like, just... I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I Like, I understand everyone's hurting right now, and it's just... It really sucks. But I, I feel like... It's more about the systems that were in place before this and not about like their response to all this stuff. And it might just be because they're in Meadville and it's the middle of the goddamn nowhere. But it still feels like they're like, oh, we're getting one over on the government because we're offering this dollar meal, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they, I don't know they what have you're a kitchen up there. They do. They have the so uh, the food like They can food just truck. bring a food truck out and have someone else just be like, "Look, um, we're we're doing beer. We need people to have meals, so you're guaranteed business, but you have to handle it. You have to have enough food. Here's the stipulations. You deal with it. We'll just provide you customers. Right? They probably like, still could do that. <clears throat> just shut your kitchen down and bring in food trucks. Like I feel like. Ha- well, they they don't have a kitchen. They have a food truck. It's the the foodoo. They've got their own on-site one. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. But but the thing is, like, they're still like, oh yeah, we're we're sticking it to the government because we're offering this dollar cereal box so that you can eat. But isn't we, cereal like a meal? Like, I I I I'm kind of like I understand. Overall, I think you should do whatever the government's saying right now in regards to this, so we can try to beat it. But my nat- natural inclination is just question whatever the hell the government's telling me. And like, I had ingrained in my head since I was a child that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and I have to have a bowl of cereal every fucking morning. Yeah, but they don't have yeah. milk. Yeah, that's the thing. You gotta Even have one the of milk. those stouts. Well, uh, yeah, fair. no, I get that. They're, they're drinking their milk. <laughs> exactly. No, I I, like, I fully uh, agree. Don't get me wrong. Like I would rather see Voodoo serving their beer than mm-hmm. not. But at the same time, they're a, still they're still trying 22. to beat the system, and that's yeah. that's not what I hate. That I guess I'm just upset that people are finding themselves in a position where they've got to question the the, the regulations that are being put on. Yeah. Because the, the easy thing should just be like, all right, follow these rules. It sucks, but do it. But like. There just seems to be in Pennsylvania over the last couple of months no rhyme or reason to why stuff's being done. Yeah, it's just like, well, last week didn't really go well. Let's try this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I can, I, I can hear, I can hear that out for sure. Um, that it's just, yeah, it's just there's there's two sides. Like people want to go back to work and they want to be able to work and and make money and you know not have to sit at home. Uh, on unemployment, even though some people enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a time and a place for like cutting corners and 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 beating the system, as it were. This is not that time. So just just right, put put aside your your pretension and mm-hmm. and just get down to being safe, right? Yeah. Like it should. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not about, it it should always be about the safety of your customers 
and you know, like, you you can't trust people drinking alcohol. That's why there's these restrictions because they could they when they open everything back up, people went out and got a bunch of other people sick. So like, you can't trust these people as it is. So like, you you need to like, there's a reason they're they're putting these restrictions. Like, it's not. I understand like the specifics of them seem arbitrary, but like when you get down to it, it's about just like the safety of like your staff and like the customers that are coming and like sustaining your business. Yes. And honestly, I think that's, that's all I have to say on the matter. So my, I, I'm not a big, I, I don't know if you guys have touched on this in a previous week or not. I don't believe we've said it today along with, you have to have a meal. If you're drinking at an establishment, there's also a three drink max. Yes. Which sounds great. But I mean, realistically, if people are going out to the drink, they're going out to drink. And I think you're forcing people to one. Most people right now don't want to take Ubers. And two, if I can only have three drinks here and I need to go somewhere else, and instead of having like six to eight drinks total at one spot, and now I've got to divvy that up between four spots, I'm not getting six total Ubers to do that, plus buy a meal at every place, plus buy my drinks. I think you're forcing the hand and a lot of people are going to be drinking and driving with the way that they've set this up. Yes. No, I agree with that. Completely. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, that, that, that I think is, is inevitable with this kind of stuff. Um, I, you would hope that it would just force people to like get something to go and go home and drink. But you know, people, when people want to party, they want to party. And this is oh, not yeah. this is not devil's advocate, but there are a lot pe- a lot less people on the road still. Yeah, for even sure. though even though there are more people now than say two months ago, there are still a lot less people on the road. And I guess that's safer, but at the same time, you should not be drinking and driving. I, I guess right. even even just the whole driving thing, like going from place to place, like that's just even more opportunity to like spread or like pick it up from someone else. Right. The idea so is to you limit your to, trips. Right. Yeah. Like you're you're limiting how how often you're going out. And like for me, for my lifestyle at this point, it doesn't ruin my night to only go to one place because I can come home. And I have a bunch of stuff that's really mm-hmm. good to drink. Sure. You know? Right. But there are people out there that are like, I want to get my drink on and I'm going to go to six places and have three drinks at every place to get my drink on, you know, like that kind of thing. And that's, that's really the, the antithesis of what PA is trying to do, right? Like they're trying to limit <laughs> how much exposure you have to, other people mm-hmm. right i they need to just do it and not just like say here's some roundabout way of doing it but we're leaving it up to you but we're not actually telling you to it's like it's like your mom is upset with you and tries to tell your dad to tell you to do something and he like i'm having trouble like articulating a good example but like if, if you're trying to like just just make the actual rules don't make other rules and hope that people arrive at the conclusion by themselves right yeah I, I think the the constant flip-flopping too like pick a plan and stick with it for like 
a couple months. Like, even if it does, even if cases do go down, like, like <laughs> there's no way you can know week to week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you it's, don't know. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like this, it's not going to, this isn't going to be resolved in the next two months. Like this is going to be a long process. So you might as well like pick something that you have seen work somewhere else or like that you've seen work in your own city and just do that. Like, I don't know. Clearly, we're we are policymakers. I didn't know if you if anyone out there knew this about us, but we do actually write bills to that get passed in Congress. So, but um, yeah, so I think that was a I think that was a good conversation. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're getting close to the end here, Trevor. It's it's always a pleasure having you on, and I think that you have uh, a great take and you have a lot of experience in this industry. So it's always great to talk to you. Yeah, and it's nice to come on and talk and. I, you know, talk to all coworkers and other people in the industry. So it's always nice to get some feedback from the other side and see how yeah. things are being perceived on your guys' I end. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully someone that listens to this podcast gets something out of uh, that dynamic. But um, I think I'm I'm good for the week. Nick, do you have any final thoughts? Any plugs? Any? So I do have one final question for Trevor. Um, do you know any of these places that are opening up during the pandemic? One and two, do you have any insight into what would make it viable at this point for these, these places that are pushing to get into the market right now? You mean like grand opening, like a new brewery? Yes. Probably not more than, not much more than what the general public knows if you follow the local scene. Um, the two big ones, I know you guys touched base on a couple of places last week. Um, the two that I know the most about are going to be Trace up in Bloomfield. Yep. Um, I don't know all those guys very well. Uh, the one I, the, the guy over there I know the most is Zach Colton. He was, he was actually a dancing gnome when I first met Andrew, a dancing gnome. I met Zach that day and I've stayed in touch with him as he's, kind of journeyed around a couple different breweries in the Pittsburgh area. Um, he's got quite the resume behind him, and he makes some phenomenal beer. So I, I was kind of excited to see him join the team over there. I don't know exactly when they're planning on opening, but they've been building out, and it looks like it's going pretty well. Um, the other one is going to be Old Thunder, yep. which is Zach and Rob, and they have a third partner. And they were the two guys who had been responsible for all the brewing at Brew Gentlemen for the past, gosh, four years, four years now. So they're opening up in Blonox, which is just a couple boroughs down the river from where we are. You, if, you, if you're a dancing gnome, you're leaving, take a right, like you're going to the Highland Park Bridge. Keep going through Aspen Wall, keep going through Waterworks little bit of fox chapel right there and then you're right in blonox is three miles of that um they're in the old post office building down there i stopped by last week maybe a week and a half ago their build out is beautiful it's such a great building it's gonna have such a beautiful tasting room um they're still pouring the floors and getting the walls up in the brew house in the back when i was there but it's coming along really well i i don't know if they have an idea i think they were shooting for around fall but that could be anywhere from September through November. I'm kind of still waiting to hear more from them, but I'm, I'm excited to see both those places open up. 
So that was kind of the first part of your question, if I knew anybody opening up, and I do not remember, after all my rambling, what question two was. Well, two would be any advice you'd have for like what's going on right now and how to handle it. For them. Yeah. Or, or just like do any like do you think it's do you think this is like it's like viable to open a brewery right now? Um, it definitely sucks. I think the one part of silver lining might be I've never seen a brewery open up when they were supposed to, whether it's the brewery itself or an expansion of that brewery. I've never seen somebody hit their their soft date. So having COVID to blame it on is kind of nice. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense. But I think they've had a pretty strong idea of what they've wanted to do. And some of the easier stuff from what I've heard is the build out the, uh, you know, working with the contractors because they're, you know, you find somebody, you get an architect that you like their bid and their proposal and you get to work a lot of the stuff that gets tangled up is more of the paperwork, both on the construction side and on the actual business side, you're dealing with alcohol production. Um, so they don't always line up. Sometimes you'll be on point or ahead of point with your construction, but still have some paperwork dragging its feet. This might help even that out a bit. I know construction has been halted a few times as a non-essential business. And a lot of people are working from home, so maybe they have less distractions and they can knock out some of that paperwork that they need to knock out, help people get their businesses open. But it, it seems like it's still a stressful time. I, I don't know. I, I, my tendency would be to try to find the silver lining in it. You know, there's not a ton going on right now. Maybe this is a good time to do that, open a business, try and get everything right, have a little bit of extra time, not as much stress to be open at full capacity right away. Um, but I've never opened a business, let alone during a pandemic. So it's just a little Fair hard enough. to kind of, <laughs> no, I think that was a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was no, I, I, I appreciate your insight there. Um, lovely. So yeah, at this point, I think we can wrap up this episode. Um, yeah. Thanks again, Trev. Always yeah, love thanks having for having me. Hopefully, I think uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll I figured out soon. the audio halfway through. I just turned my Wi-Fi off and went straight whatever LTE. Yeah. yeah so hopefully once i did that it's a, it's been a little better but yeah it has it's been good all right cool <laughs> all right um yeah we'll uh we'll catch you guys next week trevor hope to uh get you on again sometime soon yeah maybe in person oh yeah, that'd be nice, at some it? point yeah <laughs> we'll see what we can do <laughs> all right brother all right well all right we're gonna, head we're out. gonna uh, raise a glass here to uh everybody surviving this pandemic so yes cheers cheers hello and welcome to the end of the podcast you made it this far so why not go and follow us on social media at the weekly recap on instagram at the weekly recap one on twitter or email us at the weekly recap one at gmail.com 